Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. With your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today, I really want to talk about non-scale victories. Now, I don't know if you've all heard about them before. I didn't really hear about non-scale victories until like a couple years ago. It started uh, trending and being uh, really shared on the internet a lot. It was a really great way of people talking about how they feel better and are um, more active and more uh, engaged with their lives, but it doesn't necessarily equate to losing weight. And this is something I can really get behind. I am the biggest proponent of feeling good over losing weight. It's not about numbers. It's just about feeling better. You know, one of the biggest things in the story that I've told a million times is before the surgery, when I was at my fattest, if the phone was five feet away from me, I'd ask my wife to get my phone for me. And now if she tells me she left something in the car, I will run down the stairs. We're on the third floor and I'll run down the stairs to go get it because I can, because I feel good about it, because I, I'm willing and able and it doesn't hurt when I look at stairs. I don't look at stairs the way I used to. They, they look different to me. Chairs look different to me. When you're a fat person, when you're as fat as I was, I mean, I'm still fat. Here's the thing. I'm not, there's, I mean, I would, I'll never be able to use the word skinny as an adjective for myself, but I'm always going to be a fat person. I was just a really fat person for a while. And when I was like 400, 410, I, I couldn't sit in regular chairs. I would have to take my parents' wooden uh, inside dining chairs outside because they had the outside chairs that have the, like the mesh that you sit on and it would make a sound like it was going to like uh, crumble and crack and tear and my ass was going to fall through the chair. And my biggest fear at a stranger's house or even at my parents' house or God forbid at at my own house was to break a chair. That's been my biggest fear for like the last 20 years and the last 200 pounds because it was something that is so embarrassing and literally no fault but your own. And it's such a trope in these movies when people put on, you know, these you see this shallow howl, you know, and they, they, they put a fat suit on the girl or whatever. And then she like sits in the chair and the chair breaks. And he's like, well, God, what is this flimsy ass chair made out of? And the guy's like, steel? Because your girl is so fat, she bends steel. Like, no, she didn't, you fucking asshole. It's just 
rude and stupid and a cheap joke, but it's my fear. It's one of my fears. And now I can tell you, I, we, my wife and I went to my parents' house last night and we hung out and everything was cool. And I sat outside in the chairs for hours and it was wonderful. I've purchased beach chairs specifically for people that weigh over 500 pounds just so that I don't have to worry about breaking a chair or using someone else's chair. And I've also had the awkward moment of having a beach chair amongst other chairs while we're out camping and doing whatever. And then somebody is sitting in my chair and I have to walk up and there's three chairs available and I have to walk up and look like an asshole and say to this little girl, so sorry, would you mind getting out of my chair? And my friend's like, why are you being such a dick to this little girl? And I was like, bro, if I sit in another chair, I'm going to break that fucking chair. So she can go sit in any of those other chairs and she's fine because she weighs like 45 pounds because she's seven. But I can only sit in this one fucking chair. That's my life. That's my whole thought for all the time is looking at chairs and assessing. And now I don't do that anymore. I don't, I mean, I'm still a little concerned when I sit in it. It takes me a, a couple minutes to fully sit all the way back and be comfortable. But it's different. I don't look at chairs the same again. My, my friends, Mickey and Zap, came over with their kids. And their kids are five and seven. They're full of energy. They're, they're running around. They, they're, they're, you know, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a run. Let, let's, play, let's play soccer. Let's kick the ball. I mean, this would have been a punishment for me a year ago, two years ago. And here I am hanging out with these two wonderful kids. And the little girl's like, I want to go on a hike. I said, let's go. And we went. And I, I'll tell you, I put my, my watch on hike, walking mode. And I, I hoofed it. And we walked for 30 minutes and came back. And let me tell you something. Because we were going uphill half the way and then downhill the other half. And it was uneven ground. I burned more calories. My heart rate went higher. My pace was slower but I got a bigger workout than I do when I walk on flat ground. And this is a really good thing. I really like hiking. And we saw bison. And we saw a rattlesnake. I mean, it was cool as shit. And I wasn't winded. I wasn't dying. My back didn't hurt. My knees weren't buckling. I wasn't sweating. I was able to talk. I mean, my friend's seven-year-old son was complaining more than I was. And it was impressive to me. We played soccer. I mean, we didn't play soccer. We kicked the ball around a little bit. And, you know, we, we did a little defensive drills. A little monkey in the middle. You know, and all that stuff was so much fun. It was so much fun to be able to play with kids and be able to hang out with my friends and not just be this bump on a log. This lazy, sad, tired, in pain person who's like, oh, my back hurts. Oh, my legs hurt. All oh, my knees hurt. That's a non-scale victory. Kicking the soccer ball. It doesn't seem like a big deal to most people. But to me, it's not a thing I could have done a year ago. And here I am at the park, going on hikes, kicking the ball around, playing with the kids, having a great time. I really, truly, honestly enjoyed myself. It was great. My, my, my mood is great. My health mood. 
my fitness mood. When someone's like, hey, we're going to go for a walk. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go for a walk. Let's do that. This used to be a dread. My cousin Ison lives in San Diego. She's fucking amazing. She walks, runs. She's training for a marathon. She's doing the triathlon with me. And she's training for a marathon. She's a fucking boss. She's amazing. Right? And a doctor. Shout out to Ison. But anyway, she's she lives in San Diego. My parents love to go visit her. And when they go down and they visit her, they want to go on these long fucking walks. These like fucking epic two-hour walks. And to me, it's like danger. I can't I can't walk that long. My back will hurt. My legs will hurt. My knees will hurt. I need to sit. And I don't know how far you're going. So if I if I decide I'm gonna sit on this bench for 10 minutes to rest and then get up and walk again, I might as well just go back to the apartment and wait for you. But now I see it like this is great. Yeah, let's walk. And you know what? Let's let's go that route. Let's go this other like I went to my parents' house with my wife and we went on this walk and and about halfway through the walk before we hit this monster hill, my mom and wife were like, "You know what? We're a little tired. We're going to head back." And me and my dad and my uncle, we went all the way up this giant fucking hill and it was great. I mean, yes, I was winded. I was tired. You're supposed to be. It's a big fucking hill. But I wasn't dying. I was able to communicate still. And that's the that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this whole thing. That's a non-scale victory. It doesn't matter what your weight is. As long as you're fit enough to be able to do that thing. It just feels better. Things just feel better. Clothes fit better. I'm going shopping at my parents' house now. Because before I was a 2X. So I had all these 2X clothes at my parents' house. And then I got it to be a 3X. So when I became a 3X, I took my 2X clothes, I left them at my parents' house, and I moved the 3X clothes into my house. Then I became a 4, 5, and 6X. Thank you. I moved those clothes into my house, and I moved the 3s into my parents' house. So I have 4, 5, and 6X at my house. So a couple weeks ago, I grabbed all the 3s from my parents' house. Last night, I grabbed all the 2s from my parents' house. I don't think they're all going to fit. I don't think half of them are going to fit. But I know some of them are. I bought new jeans and they're too big. I'm usually a 52. I bought 48. They're too big. I don't even know what size jean I was. I also don't give a shit what size jean I was. I just want a pair of jeans that fit. But it just feels good to have that. It's a victory. My my sister's getting married. I can't, I can't even tell you how excited I am. She's getting married in February. My dad said to me last night, hey, you're going to have to buy a new suit for the wedding. Oh, fuck yes, I am. I'm so stoked. I know it seems like such a stupid thing to be excited about, but fuck it. I'm excited about it. I get to buy a new suit. I get to buy a not fat guy suit, a regular suit, and it's going to fit me nice and I'm going to feel good in it. I'm probably going to wear suspenders. I'm just telling you now. I'm just calling it. Anyone listening to this, catch me at the wedding. How about that? Catch me at the wedding. Snap my suspenders. I'll buy you a drink. That's uh, I, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to buy a new suit for my of all of all things. The greatest the greatest reason to buy clothes is because you lost weight and you feel good and look better. 
So the the and then the bet the better reason than that is it's a wedding, and the better better reason than that it's a wedding of the person you love so much. Get out of here. Ugh. Clothes fit better. Walking feels better. Stairs look better. I have sleep apnea. And my sleep apnea before, like 10 years ago, was 76 incidents an hour. Sleep apnea, for those of you that don't know, is when you stop breathing at night. And sometimes it's because of your uvula. Sometimes it's because of your trachea. But most of the time it's because you're fat. And your throat just closes up. And then your leg kicks to wake you up. So the way they explain it is you can't ever get a full, complete night's rest if you have sleep apnea and you don't sleep with a machine. Because here's what here's what it's like. It's like every incident is someone tapping you on the shoulder three times and going, hey, Nima. And you go, what? And they go, nothing. Go back to bed. You're not going to remember that. You're just going to go back to bed. So the first time I took this test in 2012, nine years ago, it was 76 times an hour. That's like every 45 seconds. That's every 45 seconds someone taps you on the shoulder. Mima, what? Nothing, go back to bed. Okay. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, 45 Mississippi. Hey, Nima, what? Go back to bed. Okay. Are you kidding? How the f- Of course I was exhausted. No wonder I was falling asleep behind the wheel. I was falling asleep on the freeway. I was scaring the shit out of my friends, out of my family, out of the people I was dating. I, I was I was and, and and I was stubborn as fuck and I, I wouldn't let anybody drive me. 76. You know what it is now? 35. It's still high. It's still really high. It's still even considered extreme. 30 is is moderate. 35 is extreme. But 35 an hour from 76? That's less than half. 38 would be half. It's less than half. That means now it's happening every uh like t- every 2 minutes instead of 45 seconds every 2 minutes. Isn't that amazing? And when I sleep with my APAP machine, it's one incident an hour. One Sometimes 0.5, sometimes a half an incident, so one every two hours. So you sleep for eight hours, I'm either between four and eight incidents in a sleep. Four to eight incidents in a sleep. I was in, I was at, at every 45 minutes, that, that's, that's four in three hours. Or eight, in, it's ridiculous. So excuse me, four in three minutes. Three minutes. I'm having as many incidents now as I was in three minutes 10 years ago. This is astronomical. This is crazy. And it's this, it's so, it's so, it's so upsetting to be the only person here and not having an audience to tell this to. Because I know you're as excited as I am because even though it's not your victory, it's my victory and it's a victory and it shows that this shit works. It makes a difference. I, you know, and it's not, it's not all about health and fitness. I ate an egg roll the other night. Now you're thinking, who gives a shit about an egg roll? I'll tell you who, me. Because I'm not supposed to have carbs. So I'm not supposed to have any wrapped things. I can't have noodles. I can't have dumplings. I can't have any of that shit. So I'm only supposed to have 
like vegetable starches or potatoes or whatever. So technically, like I could have fries and stuff, but I can't have like starchy pasta things and I can't have an egg roll. Also, it's oily and it's full of fat. So I can't have that either. But I had one the other night. I wasn't supposed to. I have to wait until six months. And we're not, we're at four months. We're at four and a half months. So I, I should have waited until uh, the, June 1st is when I should have waited until. But you know what? I just thought, I feel like I could do this. I'm going to take a bite and see what happens. And I, I took a bite. I waited five minutes. Nothing happened. I took another, took another slowly and steadily. I got there and then I finished the egg roll. Now, you know what the real victory is? The real victory is that I didn't go out and eat 20 more egg rolls. That's the real victory. But I ate an egg roll. I ordered at a restaurant. It felt like I was a fucking spy in a movie. Like I had a secret that nobody knew about. It was amazing. I was thinking to myself like, okay, she doesn't know I had the surgery, but I know I had the surgery. So I have to convey to her that I'm concerned about portions, but I'm a fat guy. And so she, cause a lot of people, when they see me, especially when I go to like a massage parlor, guys are like, oh yeah, this dude needs like a deep massage. No, no, no. I need you to just pet me and I'll sleep. And then you can fuck off and be on your phone until I like wake up and the time's over. I don't need a deep massage. I also don't need a shit ton of food. Like, I, you know, you go to a barbecue house and I'm like, oh, you're going to want the sampler platter. That's got the beef ribs, the pork ribs, the the ribeye, the 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 prime beef, the 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 tomahawk. It's got uh, two orders of mashed potatoes, two ma- mac and cheese. Jesus Christ, buddy. It's just me here. It's just little old me. I don't really eat that much. I just eat like an asshole. I, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not overabundance of quantity. It's it's lack of quality that's gotten me to here. So when I go to a restaurant and they don't know my plight, but they still see me as a fat person, they sometimes just assume that I'm going to want a, a fat person meal. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this thing. And I'm talking to my wife. Like, do you want to split this with me? No. Okay, you're going to do that. And I'm, I'm going to get my own thing. And then we're going to have a bunch of leftovers and it's going to be amazing. And I ordered the, the salad. And the salad came with a, a tri-tip cut into it. Pieces of tri-tip in it. And it was great. It was fucking great. And I asked for the barbecue sauce on the side because it's all sugar and I can't have that. And I asked for some ranch on the side and I asked for another th- thing on the side. And then that was it. And I had like three bites of it and I was done. And I packed it up and I went. The lady never said a goddamn word to me. I didn't need to go out of my way to explain to her, well, actually I had the surgery and I, uh, excuse me very much, but I had like, if it was an issue and she was like, um, excuse me, I would have said something. But I hear this all the time too. People are like, oh, we go to restaurants and the, the, the serving staff always asks us, was your food not good enough? Was there a problem with your meal? Then I understand you. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm, I, I, had surgery in my stomach is a lot smaller and I can't eat that much, but I I liked it a lot and I'm going to take it home with me. Thank you. But the point is the non-scale victory portion of it is one, I didn't overeat. And two, I ordered at a restaurant like a normal person. Like an average person, like a person, like a human being. And it felt good with my family, with my grandfather, my wife, my sister. Everybody was there. I ordered. Everything was cool. Nobody batted an eye. It was fantastic. I took progress pictures from like three days before my surgery to like a month after to like a week ago. 
And it is significantly different. I can't wait for another month to go by for me to take another photo. Or if I want to wait until the six-month mark and then take that photo, that might be nice. That might be a good, good progress photo right there. Basically, the point here is there is a lot of non-scale victories out there. I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking. And recently, I've been pacing under 19 minutes on my, on my, uh, on my walk. This is brilliant. This is amazing. This is what I needed. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to pace at, right at 19. That's, that's my goal. That's a good walk. Strong walk. 19 minutes. Feels good. So to recap, I paced under 19 minutes. I ate an egg roll. I ordered at a restaurant. Nobody thought anything otherwise that it was like a normal order. I took progress pics and I actually was, was able to see the progression and the difference and the weight loss myself, which is a problem I have. My clothes are fitting better. My sleep apnea has improved from 76 an hour to 35 an hour. My health mood is different. My fitness mood is different. They're both better. I like to go hiking. I like to eat salads. I like to have soups now. I kick the soccer ball around a little bit. Stairs and chairs aren't as ominous to me anymore. And none of this has to do with weight. This all has to do with fitness and feeling better and, and, and those non-scale victories. That's what this is. It has nothing to do with weight. If you feel good and you look good on paper, you don't have cholesterol, you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have high blood sugar, your liver enzymes are fine, you're just overweight, but you're walking and you're healthy and you're feeling fit, and you have non-scale victories, the only thing that's out of whack is the number on the scale. Well, just be cognizant of that. But live your life in those non-scale victories. That's amazing. That's amazing. This feels incredible. This is what I signed up for. This is the reason I did the surgery. This, this episode right here, this feels good. This feels different. I'm really excited about this. I hope I've conveyed that efficiently. That's all I have for you this week. Uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Next week, I might have a special guest on. Uh, It's still a mystery, so hang tight. I don't know if we're going to be able to book him or not, but we'll see. Uh, Or her. I don't know. Maybe it's a her. What do you know? What do I know? Anyway, uh, I hope this episode helped. And if it didn't, then stay tuned for another episode next week. Thank you very much. And have a good day. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 